Thought Bubble Audio. Hey, and welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the hit CW show, Supergirl. My name is Frank, and with me, as always, is my nemesis who's going to team up with me for the week, Tim. So, uh, I I don't like how you're calling me a nemesis. I've tried to be, I have tried to be your friend this whole time just because I've tried to electrocute you just a few times, you know. Minor you know, details. Minor. So minor details. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm good. I'm, I'm better knowing that we're friends. I, also that not electrocuted. Yes. Also that. That was also nice. Yeah. Of it's, you to not do that to me. You know, it is never my intention to electrocute you, Frank. Ever. Mm, except those times you tried. It's never my intention now to announce you. Oh, okay. Like from now on? From this point forward until I sacrifice myself to save your life at the end of the episode. Oh, okay. This episode, the podcast episode. Wow, spoilers. If you fast forward to the end of the podcast, now they know what happens. I have potentially arranged for... for some mishaps later on. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll have to we'll have to buckle up and, and see where things go. In the meantime, do you want to read some emails from some of our friends? I would love for you to read the emails to me. Is that an option? That is definitely an option. That that Fant- can definitely fantastic. We can fantastic. definitely work on that. Why break uh, form? I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this uh comes from Holly. Holly says um, I thought the Legion of Superheroes was a really good episode. I liked how the Legion and Supergirl united together at the end. Originally, I wasn't a big fan of Caramel or Monel, but mm-hmm. seeing the way he has changed has really made me see him in a new light, and he genuinely seems more sensible and superhero like. Also, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens when Sam discovers she is Rain. Uh, unless she already knows, but seems like she kind of forgets. Anyways, looking forward to next week's episode. Um, kind of disappointed there's only four episodes and then the nine-week nine, nine week hiatus. And that's Holly. I, I have to agree with Holly that uh, I have gained a lot of respect for Monel this season. And even though I wasn't his biggest fan out of the gate, he has definitely come around for me. I agree. I think I, I liked Monel more than I think the maybe general viewing viewership did. Um but I, I've grown to like him even more this season. This episode, particularly the Legion episode and this week's episode, um, um, he's he's come a long way. But, I mean, it's almost been a decade for him. So if right. he hadn't changed at all, I'd be really concerned. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I think that that, that much time, um, you know, it changes a person no matter what. And that, that much time and that much, even before he, he was gone, he his transformation had begun. From when we saw him arrive in the pod to when he left, huge transformation right there, just the fact that he sacrificed himself, right? Totally. Mm-hmm. And then yep. seven years on from that is just more growth, more exposure to, you know, these, this great group of heroes. So So he's bound to continue to grow. Right, exactly. It's a little bit of since he's been gone. <laughs> There's he's the matured for the first time, but it's really the second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, yeah. So I agree. He's more sensible and superhero-like. Um, I think it's pretty clear that Sam doesn't know that she's Rain. Um, Definitely, though. You know, she's she's getting some hints, Frank. Mm, she is. Some she hints. is. She is. Well, let's move on to Emily's email. Emily says, "I don't know about you guys, but whenever I see Lena on screen, I just wonder when Kara will tell Lena that she's Supergirl." Do you think Lena will know this season, and do you think Kara will tell her, or will Lena figure it out? I think Lena will figure it out, and I think that's going to be a point of contention in their friendship. I completely agree. I think that Lena will figure it out, and they will have... They will. She will maybe not even tell Kara right away that she knows, and, and kind of wait to be told. Um, oh, definitely. She's yeah. definitely not going to say anything even though she's kind of the confrontational type like not um not like this is a friendship and blah 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 but i mean like she's a she's a strong person she I doesn't think she's put up with crap from anybody no but she's gonna hold that uh she's gonna hold that to her own for a little while i think I think she's, you know, I, so I agree with what you're saying that she's, you know, she will, she's not afraid of confrontation, but I think that she's also still a Luther and she will maybe see some strategic value in keeping it quiet for a little while. Do you think that Morgan Edge is going to be the one that tells her? Do you think she's not going to actually figure it out, but Morgan Edge will figure it out and spoil it? And she'll be like, no, that's not true. That's impossible. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, it's not true. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Irish accent again. Um, I, I, so my only hesitation with that is that then Morgan Edge would know, too, and that's like he's too dangerous to know. To be left alive, I can tell you. He's too dangerous to be left alive. He's too dangerous to know. So, so you know, if, if he finds out, that means if we see him find out, um, then we know he's going to die. <laughs> like, because he can't, then he quite literally will be too dangerous to be left alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in some way, I'm not saying Kara will kill him or Supergirl will kill him, but um, he will die in some way, um, I think, if if he finds out. So it's possible. I would. I think that would be cool, but then, then it means no more Morgan Edge, and I've really been enjoying him, even though we haven't had much of him. So That's true. There hasn't been a lot of Morgan Edge, but... Maybe some next week. We'll find out. Maybe there isn't. I'm thinking yes. I'm thinking yes. I want to read this last email from Gloria. Gloria um, actually wrote this email in Spanish, and I, I'm using my what Spanish I have to try and, and uh, translate this. So Gloria, I apologize if, if I'm um, misunderstanding anything you say, but she says, um, Hi, friends. Um, just like you, I'm fascinated by Supergirl. I have some doubts about the role of the Legion in the present. Um, How will they affect the future if they modify, like, the present, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, just by being here, they're changing the future. That is correct. Um, And then how will the enemies of the Legion come about in this new timeline, right? Like, will it change the way that any of, of the Legion's villains and enemies come about if they're just by their very existence in this timeline um and then you know how is it that they're saying they shouldn't interfere in the present but yet they're helping to save supergirl so like you know every action basically all of her email boils down to like the butterfly effect and how everything that they're doing um is changing the future in some way and Mm -hmm. and you know they're doing some pretty major things like saving supergirl uh from rain 
and helping her fight Rain, that's going to have some pretty significant impacts on the future. I find that like this is a really interesting and and very valid point with any kind of time travel storyline, right? If you go back, mm-hmm. you know you're gonna you're gonna be changing changing what happens in the future. So how how do you handle that? You know how do you weigh um, doing the right thing and 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 well, what is the right thing? Is the right thing to let history play out or to save somebody's life? Um. Well, they. They made it pretty clear that Supergirl survives, but Rain goes away. And I don't think that's them. I don't think that's them lying because the show is called Supergirl. I'm getting a little meta here, but yep. Be, you know, I you don't really expect you don't really expect your main character to die, and if they do, it's a fake out, or mm-hmm. you know, or they're definitely coming back or whatever. So, um, so. I agree that them being there changes the future. Although it actually it really depends on what the what the rules of this universe are. Um I would assume that you have to follow the flash rules of changing things, right? Okay, yes. I would because, assume because we're yeah. dealing with the same sort of yeah, universe. Yeah. So flash rules say you can go back in time and change things or not change things depending what sure. your actions are back there. So by just by being there doesn't mean that they'll change anything. So just their presence doesn't Okay, yeah, you're right. By by the uh by the by the rules of the flash, yeah. Just their presence there doesn't necessarily change anything, but the second they do anything, that's that's when things well, start to change. Well, that's what Monet was really change. worried about. That's what Mono was really worried about last right. week. So, um, so while well, he was worried about dying, but you know, but by I don't know, I just don't, I just don't know. I mean, Legion, Legion in the comics would go back in time all the time and have adventures with Superboy, and not right. Re- that was never really a concern. So yeah, but that was more like Silver Agey stuff, and like you know, they they were less concerned about those things in those days true. anyway. The they, ethics of time travel, right? Yeah, it wasn't. You know, that was that was before that sort of sensibility came to comics. Yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see, won't we, Frank? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Anyway, very interesting questions. Food for thought from Gloria. So thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who emailed us this week at supergirltvtalk at gmail.com. Um, and uh, if you would like to hear your email right on the show, then please go ahead and shoot us an email. Uh, we read every email. We respond to as many as we can. And we read uh, the ones we can on the podcast. So thank you to each and every one of you who supports us by emailing us. And also, big thanks to each and every one of you who supports us at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Um, because by doing that, you are putting your money where your mouth is, and you're saying, I like these shows, I want more of these shows, I want these shows early, uh, I want special content just for just for Patreon listeners. You are saying all of that, and we appreciate it so, so much, so deeply. So uh, for as little as a buck a month, you can support us, and uh, that that will go such a long way in making it possible for us to keep doing these shows. And, you know, for those of you who do support us, you get early access to all kinds of content, episodes of Beer with Geeks before they drop, episodes of Academy Rewind before they drop, uh, episodes uh, of Supergirl TV Talk First Reactions, uh, which is something uh, Patreon exclusive just, just for our Patreon supporters. So thanks to all of you for supporting us. 
If you haven't yet, uh, please consider it for as little as a dollar a month, uh, and 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 going up from there. There's all kinds of rewards, um, and it really the biggest reward of all is that it it makes us happy. It makes it possible for us to keep doing this show. You know, we just do this uh, with our in our spare time, and uh, uh, we certainly don't make don't make any money from it. So so any support you give us at Patreon uh, says to us that you guys like what we do. Okay. Do you want to crack open the little blue book and uh, start talking about Fort Ross? Cracking open the book. We're going to have a cracking good time. Oh, yes. That's what I say. Crack a lacking. Um, I mean, we're going to have a good time, but I never say I never say that specifically. You really oh, don't. No, never. Never do I. Um, Supergirl, season three, episode 11, entitled Fort Ross, first premiering on January the 22nd, 2018. Directed by, I have no idea, because IMDb didn't uh, put that in. And so, actually, I just realized that right now. I meant to go fill in that space and didn't. So, Frank, <laughs> do a little internet search for me. Tell me who directed I'm, this episode. I'm on it. You carry on, and I will I will Thank fill in you. the blank. Thank you. Written by Gabriel Lannis and Anna Muskie Goldwyn to Staples. And you can tell, because this episode is a good one. Uh, Alex is vegging because we were we were all were, we were all wondering how long it was going to take this leg to be healed, and it looks like we got a whole episode out of it, which is pretty pretty good. We get a we get a little knock on we get a little knock on the door, and it's Alex and Sam. What a what a wonderful day this has been. And by Alex and Sam, I mean Ruby and Sam. And I've got I've got the director info you wanted. Yep, I've got uh, directed by Gregory Smith. Thank you, Gregory Smith. Very good. Greg- Thank Gregory you. Smith has directed a handful of episodes of Arrow and Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, and this is his first, his his Supergirl directorial debut. Oh, that's very exciting for him and for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What a, what a good job he did. So anyway, so Ruby comes over and she's like, who's wine? And she's like, it's pronounced win. <laughs> But in her head, she was like, wine is an excellent word for win. And <laughs> I'm going to use that later, even if we never see it. Um, and so Alex is like, I've, and Alex is like, I can babysit if you want, because Sam, you've got a business trip. And Sam's like, I've got a business trip. I got to go. And Kara's like, no, she showed me The Shining. And I was really scared for an indeterminate amount of time and had nightmares. And Alex is like, you were 15. Which... <laughs> Which is actually still kind of young for The Shining. It's it's pretty young, but it's like old enough. It's, ba- <laughs> it's old. It's old enough, but it's like this. It is this line, and let's let us not forget. Kara arrived when she was thirteen, so she was only on Earth for two years before oh, that's you're true. like, "Here's Stanley Kubrick." Like, yeah, that's true. That's true. Most that's pretty- people have to. Most people have to be an adult to 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 get Kubrick. You and know? some and- of them, even when they are adults, they'll have nightmares about Kubrick. Present company. You mean you mean included. us? Hey, I mean, I mean, literally yeah. me and you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good times. Oh right. man. So never watching Clockwork Orange again. No, never, never watching again. Won't do it. Um, Alex is going to babysit Ruby. What what a what a day this is! I'm sure lots of people were upset. Some people were not. Um, I had a good time with it. Uh, Agree. We we learn. Frank, that Jinda Kal Raz, um, famous for having an entire prison named after her, is still on Fort Raz, um, which is uh, orbiting a blue star 
which means men can't go there because it's dangerous for people with Y chromosomes. And Supergirl will not have her powers. But they got to go investigate uh, Jinda because she knows some stuff about the world killers. And they're like, we got to know some stuff. Um, you recognized Jinda, did you not? I most certainly did. I can, most you, cer- can you tell us a little bit about your recognition of her? She is better known to Superman fans as Ursa. Very good. Ursa from Superman 2. From from Superman the movie too technically, um, but uh, yeah, Sarah Douglas who uh, who played Ursa the um, badass uh, villain who was alongside Zod kneel before Zod and Ursa me I'll be there in the background it's me <laughs> yeah Ursa's cool Superman Superman <laughs> yeah so um so anyway so uh so nobody can so Jean can't go and Car's not going to have her power so it's recruiting time <laughs> and uh and so we start with Livewire Livewire's working in a diner and she's not having a good time about life nope no she's not enjoying herself in the slightest um but that's okay because she's hiding from rain she's gone legit so she does not have to worry about Rain killing her because Rain's going around killing a bunch of baddies, some of them being her friends. Um, and so uh, Kara's like, why don't you come in and be helpful to me in space? And Livewire's like, all right, sounds that sounds pretty cool. Uh, I'll go do that. But don't think I'm going to like it, but I'll, I'll do it. Brainiac 5 is not impressed with DEO. Not amused, does not have much good to say about their um, tech setup. That was actually pretty funny. I thought, you know what that that moment reminded me of when he says, like, wait, this is what backs up Supergirl? Like, this is what she's got behind her? Like, like wow, she's even more, like, like, she's even stronger than I thought. It reminds me of that moment in Star Wars, A New Hope, when Princess Leia sees the Millennium Falcon for the first mm-hmm. time. She's like, you're flying in that hunk of junk? You're braver than I thought. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's yeah. good. Um, instead of calling it a hunk of junk, Brainiac 5 says he's seen espresso machines with more processing power, <laughs> which I do not doubt. I'm sure we'll get there one day. I'm sure. Um, but, I mean, it would be... It, I mean, to a much lesser extent, it would be like us going back to the nineteen like sixties and seeing NASA's computers and being like, "Really? Like my calculator has more processing power than this thing?" Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because that that's literally true. That like our iPhones are way more powerful than the computers that took us to the moon. Right. That's crazy. Um, and so, uh, Livewire. Um, doesn't remember when, which is not important to the story, but I thought was hilarious. Where he's like, "Hey Leslie, I used to fix your computers at Catco. Do you remember?" And she's like, "No, no." <laughs> no. That's I love it. He was totally gonna be like, "Look at me, I'm a secret agent now," and that was it was great. Um, Supergirl has also recruited Psy, uh because she's super powerful, but she can't be trusted. Oh mm. no. Um, and they're taking the Legion ship, and Psy and Livewire do not take to one another in the slightest. Mm-mm. Nope, nope, how they are you, not fans. How do you feel about that Legion ship? Do you like it? Does it does it work with your sci-fi aesthetic? Um, it does actually. It was it was like I thought a really cool design. Um, a kind of because uh, we saw it very briefly last week. You know, Brain yeah. was in it. 
when yeah. they were fighting rain, but we got we spent a lot of time there today. It's kind of like an uncharacteristic ship for this show. Like the design I felt like was sleeker. It was almost like again, not to go to Star Wars too much, but like it was almost like um uh the what is it, Queen Amidala's ship? Like the uh Sure. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more it was more like the Enterprise of the Star Trek reboot. That kind of, you know, mm. white Apple computers, oh, yeah. sleek kind of, you know, that kind of mold. Um, I see that. But it is the 31st century, so it should be a different aesthetic than anything else we've seen on the show. It's a thousand years in the future. Right. And we've seen spaceships of, like, the 2018, 2017, 2016 variety, you know, what mm-hmm. they would be for Krypton and the Daxamites and whatever. So we should be looking at something that's way different. Uh, so right. I, so I like it. Mm-hmm. I like right, it very, exactly. I like it a lot. Like it a lot. And so uh, Sam's getting ready for her trip, and Rena's like, "Have a good time. I'm your boss. Give me a hug." Um, and uh, we do hugs at Elcor, and um, but Sam rains out before she goes on her trip. Is that going to be important? You bet it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was immediately thinking, like, wait, so what happens to her trip now? She was. Just like she, uh, Lena was, like, was counting you... on you. These are the things that you worry about as an adult. Like, right, you know, as right. a kid, you'd be like, "Oh no, she's the bad guy again." Right, but right, right. As right. an adult, you're like, "Oh my god, what is she going to do about her business meeting? Right. <laughs> her job, her job. Her she's got to pay insurance, Frank." People like, are people are counting. Well, then, and then the other thing, of course, like the more important thing is like, what about her daughter? <laughs> you know, like, oh, like, oh yeah, sure. What what if, she's with that. She's with Alex. It's fine. Yeah, but what happens to her daughter after? Like, she's with Alex. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. She'll like it. Um, <laughs> I guess so. So unexpectedly for this episode and for Alex, Maggie gives her a text message. Um, I did not pause the screen to read the text message, and I'm glad I didn't because it would have ruined the not-so-fun surprise of Maggie wanting her passport and wondering if Alex could mail it to her. Um, Super interesting stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah. I really like... I I really liked... Um, I... I I really like that Alex thinks that she's moving on and then this gets thrown in her face and, you know, and she's not at all. Right. 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 Yeah. I, I, I think, um, I don't know. I, I was a little underwhelmed by that and disappointed um, that it wasn't something a little more substantial um, on the Maggie front. And, I, and and when the text first came through, I was like, is this, are we doing like, Clark in season one now, like where he's just only exists in text. Like we don't have an actor, so he's just going to be a, a disembodied text message. See, but to me, like it's that's like that's different because like that's the cousin and family, and they shouldn't have been kind of like apart like that. It should have been more of a presence. But this is the ex, you know, yeah, and one where it broke off poorly, and they, you know, they can't be friends because it'll be too hard and whatever. And the text is impersonal and a phone call could go down a rabbit hole of you know a conversation and this and that and that's not really where they want to take the character or they want to take alex's emotional you know 
emotional arc because she um I she won't move on that way. Yeah. Um so I'm I was okay with the text message because I, maybe because I know that you know for um for Yanali is not coming back and so it just feels more it feels more correct that way. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. It just it felt like a little bit of like a why even why even go there? Like she's not coming back. Like why 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 even go there? Uh, well, well, that's I, I that's important. I think it's an important moment for Alex and Ruby because they were both vulnerable in front of each other for yeah. obviously different things. But this is the thing that Alex is vulnerable about. It's literally her only thing that she's vulnerable about. Um, maybe her feelings for Kara, you know, her sister, but that's, that's different. And so this was, this, these, this was the opportunity for them to open up to one another, but then a child sitting next to her is an excellent reminder of why they're not together. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So I buy it. I buy yeah. it. Cool. Okay. So, um, on to Fort Roz. You know, let's, uh, we're there, they're looking around, they're doing their stuff, and, um, one of the, one of the aliens is dead because he's a boy and all such things. There is a Brainiac 5 in win rivalry, question mark, where mm. win, win is not, uh, win is not really getting in a word in edgewise over Brainiac 5. I thought his makeup looked a little better today. I agree. Way. I agree. Yeah, it was, like, noticeably better. Um... You know, I mean, listen, it's a hard thing to, like, they literally have to hide, like, light bulbs and a battery in his skull. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even talking about his hair. I was but, actually talking about the purple splotches on his skin. Oh, uh, see, that doesn't bother me as much as the, the like, the look, the, like, shape of his head. Oh, yeah, I actually thought the, the wig actually did look better today. I thought, I thought everything so, yeah. kind of looked better. But yeah, yeah. It's a process. They'll get there. Exactly. Um, so, Rain is going to Fort Roz. She's like, hey. What's happening? And they're and Dark Kryptonians like you gotta get to space. And she's like, okay, um, I guess this is my business trip now. Um, but interesting that Rain says, you know, she's late, and they're like, you know, why are you late? And she's like, well, I can feel her inside me. Like, you know, there's a struggle going on. So giggity. really, giggity giggity. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, there's a, there's there's some some good stuff coming. I think. Um, so the group is attacked, right, on Fort Roz, and everybody kind of works together. Um, Supergirl still is the one that kind of saves the day, even though she doesn't have powers, says a lot about her. Psy um, potentially mind attacks Saturn Girl, so they put back they put her back in her chains, mm-hmm. um, which probably was the smart move, even as a, like a, as an audience member, you'd be like, well. Maybe you don't do that. But if I was in that place, I think they made the right move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah, indeed. Um, So we, we flip back to Alex and Maggie. And Alex is uh, Alex and Ruby. Um, well, I guess Maggie's the elephant in the room, I guess. Um, yeah, right. And so Alex is still sad. This is my she says, this is my life now. I can't do anything about it. Um. Which is a really depressing statement. So depressing. And so, like, defeatist, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kind of unlike Alex, 
in, in a lot of ways. But I guess that's where she's at in her life, and that's you know that's how that's how she feels. That's how she feels, and that's that's real tough. But she'll uh, maybe she'll get through it. She probably will. I think I feel like she will. Mm-hmm. So Ruby tells us that she's being bullied, um, and I, I'm wondering if this is something that Sam knows about. Right. Me too. Me too. Because it 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 does. Um, I mean, she did open up about it pretty quickly with Alex, like without really hesitating. So it makes you think that maybe she had talked about it with her mom before. But um, mm-hmm. but you're right. It is. It, it does make you wonder. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, so the group on the Legion ship um, interrogate their attacker and they find out where Jinda is hiding. And they're like, she, the attacker's like, she's super dangerous. And they're like, yeah, we got that. No problem. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty clear. That we, was pretty figured, obvious to me. Considering the whole prison was named after her. Yeah, that, that would probably indicate that she maybe isn't the most, you know... Uh, Loving, warm person ever. Although you could be surprised, you don't know. Yeah, uh, uh, I suppose that's true. I mean, she's she's not, but you know, you never know. You never know. You never know. Um, And so the ship turns out is falling into the blue star, and so um, Saturn Girl is going to stay behind with Psy, and they're like, "We can fix this." And Livewire and Supergirl go off to find. Go off to find Jinda with, and they get some bonding time. Bonding time. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, and so I like I like that Supergirl is just like that's that's my it's my ex boyfriend's uh, wife. Yep, I dated Monel. That's uh, let's hear it, arch nemesis. Let's 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 talk about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's let's talk about our feelings, and I'll tell you all my personal stuff. I mean, I think it really worked. I think it really, uh, it was nice. Supergirl has this ability to have everyone's defenses be up because she's powerful, but also have them, she she can also make them lower them so well. Um, and it's just because she's just like authentically herself and she is going to tell anybody anything. And like, she's got, she's got such a warmth and openness to her. It's, it was nice to see in that moment. She's like, she just gave a little, you know, that's one of the hallmarks of the character. I in like every medium she gives of, she has such a big heart and she gives of herself and she trusts people. Even when she probably shouldn't, she believes in people enough. It's not in a naive way. It's in a, um, if I expect better of you, you know, you'll rise to the occasion kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's tremendously unique, even amongst superhero shows. Like, if yeah. you're even thinking about, like, there are four other superhero shows on CW, right? There's Arrow, Flash, Black Lightning, and Legends of Tomorrow. And there are no characters like her, like that. Right. N- right, not, yeah. They all have their own characteristics. Even if you take the big three and you take Arrow and Flash... They're definitely not like that. Barry's mm-hmm. not going to talk to one of his villains and be like, oh, you know, me and the wife, we're having, you know, some problems. Like, Barry's inspirational, but not in the way that Supergirl is. Very different. Very, very different. Um, and, and that's why she's so great, and that's why she's Supergirl. That's why 
we need a Supergirl, you know? Um, That's what makes her different than Superman in a lot of ways. It began with the forging of the great podcasts. One was given to the Flash TV Talk, the other to Supergirl TV Talk, and eventually Legends, iZombie, and the Lords of Starkville. But there was one podcast forged in secret. From the creators of Flash and Supergirl TV Talk, there's a new show in town, Tolkien TV Talk, the podcast where three hobbits get hyped and bring you all the news about the upcoming Lord of the Rings-inspired series from Amazon Studios. Listen in as Tim, Bo, and Andrew speculate, riff, and reminisce about all things Tolkien while we anticipate the forthcoming TV series. So whether you're heading out for a night at the Prancing Pony, at home by the fire at Bag End, or gearing up to walk to Mount Doom, Give Tolkien TV Talk a listen and find it at all places where podcasts can be found. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tolkien TV Talk and learn more at TolkienTVTalk.com. Meanwhile, back at the DEO, Brainiac 5 is having a hissy fit. Um, <laughs> and... Wynn is not being heard, even though he has ideas. My question is, why is Brainiac 5 in charge all of a sudden? I know. Well, I guess he's sort of like the, you know, Overwatch or um, uh, Watchtower. You know, he's like playing that role. Um, he's sort of the mission control guy because uh, he's the brains behind the, the operation, literally. Sure. But um, yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? Um, that that's his that's his role to play in all of this. Um, but he's he's not necessarily getting to I don't know, like get to to flex that um, that twelfth level intellect uh, sure. the way that that you'd like to. But he is he is definitely like using his brain more more than you know more than brawn. But it's still a little bit like it, it leaves you wanting a little bit more to really see him un- unleash his ability. I agree. I think in some ways it's very it's very hard to write for twelve like a twelfth level intellect. Like it's oh sure. It's like it's hard to write the Riddler for Batman. Like oh, I gotta write all these riddles. You know, like right. that's that's challenging work. And I'm not saying that they're not up to it, but you've got to give him a situation that requires that level of intellect and that could be potentially very very difficult um that's true so i'm sure we'll get there it's only the second episode with him really so um so i, I think we'll that challenge will be upon him soon enough i agree i agree yeah i think it's it's we'll, we'll get there we'll build up to it yeah um there are some fort Ross ghosts that attack and live is like boom bringing it into space and it was it was a really cool shot, actually. That was super cool. Going super, into space, super cool. and then her kind of like lightning herself, like kind of back into into the fort. Like that was really cool. That was really Arm- cool. Armin Kvorkian doing his doing his work there. He's uh he's a master, the master. Did you uh, happen to hear his episode on Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman podcast? I have not. Is it pretty recent? Uh, very recent. It's like two episodes ago or something oh, like that. It's no, I'm binging an audiobook series, so I'm oh, super okay. behind on my podcast right now. 
It's it was really really good. He goes through like his whole yeah. It came out on January 9th. I'll pop it in the show notes for anybody who's interested in hearing it. Um, but I highly recommend it. Armin Kivorkian is the uh, is the guy who does all the special all the visual effects um, for all of the um, all of these shows except for Arrow. Uh, oddly enough, um, hmm. but. Um, he uh, is the mastermind behind it, and Kevin Smith on the podcast talks about how um, it was it was his work on these shows that got Kevin like into um, into these shows and like into the idea of doing TV at all. And now he's directed a few episodes of Supergirl, a few episodes of um, of uh, Flash, Flash, and and it's kind of changed his career in a lot of ways. Um, He's working on some TV projects now. Anyway, it was. I, I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith, and, and this was a really interesting uh, episode, regardless whether you like him or not. Um, he just. It's mostly Armin talking about his career and what it takes to like bring this level of sophistication and effects to these shows on a weekly basis that we would normally get in a movie. That is very cool. That's very cool. I will definitely. I'm definitely going to listen to that. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, back on Earth. Um. Alex goes to see the bully that is bullying uh, Ruby, and I think it is the most delightful bit of the entire episode. Alex pretends to be an FBI agent, and she's like, "You know, we monitor bullying. You've broken a lot. Of, you've broken a few laws here, you know, and scares the kids straight." That was that's one pretty awesome of Alex. Two, a really well written scene. It's hilarious. I. So like from the from the moment that Alex was like yeah I'll babysit no problem and she was like yeah I'm gonna teach you how to punch without breaking your thumb and like all this stuff um, I was like I wish I had a babysitter this cool and then when she went to the bullies like the cyber bullies house and was like you better watch yourself I'm wanted on ten systems or whatever it is um, that's when I was <laughs> like oh my god I really wish I had a babysitter this cool. <laughs> I'm sure your babysitters were super cool, Frank. I mean, my do you want a babysitter now? Do you feel like you need one? Is that is that what you're? That's really why getting I got. At? That's why I got married. You you know that's isn't that why we all get married, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> I need I need a babysitter. <laughs> I need someone to take care of me. I did it. I I, I did can't it on my trusted. own for as long as I could. Yep, that's it. I can't do I gave it. it. I gave it my best shot. Here's now I'm tired of adulting. Someone else can handle this mess. Me. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, that's my story. But anyway, I thought that was super, super fun, super cool. It is. Um, Win figures out that they can bounce a signal to um to the Legion ship through Voyager because they've had a communications uh shutdown over there, and Brainiac Five is flabbergasted that he mm. didn't think of that, even though. His knowledge of the 21st century is iffy at best, and so he wouldn't really know about Voyager. So I can't, you can't really blame him, but, um, but it's good to see that Wynn is not outshined by a 12th level intellect. That says a lot about Wynn. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he's able to sort of like problem solve with someone on Brainiac 5's level is actually says a, a whole lot. It's, it's very impressive. Very impressive. Uh, Rain arrives in her ship, which has an, an very impressive warp drive, apparently. Um, uh, Supergirl talks to Jinda, 
And uh, she is like, there's darkness in all things, including your friends and family, and one day you will find out this isn't foreboding at all. Ha, 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 ha. Um, and she also, she also um, tells Supergirl that there are other world killers. There's power. Well, there's three. There's power, pestilence, and purity. Power's probably rain, I would assume. Um, yeah. And then, so there's pestilence and purity. Now... I, I'm going to say that Rain is power because at the end of the episode when Supergirl's talking to Monel, she says she only says pestilence and purity. So like she's already made the leap that yeah. power is Rain. So I'm going to I'll I'll take that same leap with her. I mean, just look at that um, that fight that they had before the hiatus and, uh, you know, with the Christmas music and everything. Um, during that office party, and I would say that Rain is definitely power, just based on that fight alone. Yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point, man. That office party fight was awesome. That was yeah. amazing. That was great. Um, so Rain shows up, and 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 Jinda's like, "Take me away from here. Our work is finally started." And then Rain just heat visions her in the back. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Now, why do you think Rain did that? I'm sure she had some super upstanding, you know, rain like moral morality reason for it, but honestly, because it looked cool. I think so. I agree. Yeah. Um <laughs> I agree with both those answers. Uh Supergirl tries to appeal to Rain's better half because this is one, she doesn't have her power, so she can't fight her, but this is the this is the exact opposite of what she tried the first time. She didn't talk to Rain the first time, really. She was like, what's your name? What's your thing? Okay, cool, let's fight. Um, and so this time she she's doing the actual Supergirl route. Um, you know, like, I'm going to talk to you first. I'm going to figure out what the problem is, and we're going to work on this together. And so that that was very refreshing to see, even if that's the, like, she had to do that to try and save her own life. It's like, I'm glad that she could lead with that in some way right um rain's not having any of it though but luckily she is saved by Livewire, and they have some super fun fight choreography the lightning in this episode looked really cool i liked the way it i liked the blue and the way it played off of everything in fort Ross. It, it looked great um sai goes to help after the comms are up she's like i can help i just couldn't control my powers for a second everybody chill out um, and then so, um, and so she runs off and this rain versus live wire fight goes around until live wire jumps in front of some heat vision and saves Supergirl's life. Like, what were your feelings on that? I, so going into like when we set up at the beginning of the episode that the villains were going to help the heroes. I thought there would be some kind of a moment where the villains would try to break free, break away, um, you know, use it as an opportunity to take, try and, and take down Supergirl, something like that. I was expecting a very different direction. So the mm -hmm. thought, the thought, and at, at best, I thought, you know, okay, well, at the end of the day, you know, she'll let Livewire go back to her day job um since she's not bothering anybody and she's trying to turn turn over a new leaf um i didn't think we'd go full redemption for live wire um 
it seemed like Supergirl was sort of saying like, okay, you know, you're in hiding because Rain is is going after the bad guys, so you're trying to lay low. Um, and I thought she might say like, you know, you've you started a new life for yourself. Go go back to it. Wasn't expecting that she would not just lay low and and you know be less bad, but that she'd actually sacrifice herself um, for the hero. Was not expecting mm-hmm. that at all. And they did it in a way that made me sad for her. Yeah, I completely I completely agree with all of that. Particularly the sad part, because this episode really built her up to a place. I was like, "Man, Livewire is awesome." I know. Should have seen it coming, and I didn't. I'm usually better at these things, um, but it was a long day, Frank, and I'm glad because I was surprised. Um, so Sai attacks Rain uh, and puts her in extreme mental anguish, and that mental anguish is over Ruby, which briefly turns Rain back into Sam, who is very mm-hmm. confused about where she is and what she's doing there. But then she quickly becomes Rain again and flees. And I thought, one, that was really well acted. I I really liked everything that I saw there. But two, again, hammering home that point that, um, hammering home that point that um, Rain, uh, there's a there can be redemption for Rain in a way that there hasn't been for other villains, uh, for Supergirl, um, or the big the big bads I should the big bads I should say, um. So that was very cool. I think that also totally undercuts what um, Jinda was saying to Supergirl because her whole thing was like darkness and all things and you're a child of the light and I blame you for this and blah, 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 all these different things. But if there's darkness in all things, then there, by contrast, are also light in all things. So even though rain is darkness, that means there's also light in rain as well and that light is Sam. And so we're going to see we're going to see that interplay uh, later in the season definitely and then I think even on top of all of that um, I think the conversion of Livewire in this episode is go- is like a mini test run for for the redemption of rain it's gonna you know um, car we talked about like car being able to people let people's defenses down and all of this stuff Um and so she's 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 really upset that she couldn't help Livewire more, but you know, obvi- but you know, or that she couldn't save her life. But that's not the point. The point is that she dove in front of Supergirl because she's a good person, um, and that saving her life more than saving her actual life. You right. Know, she saved her soul, right. essentially, and right. so. Um, so that's gonna, that's gonna, we're gonna, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna see that by the end of the season with rain. I, I, I agree. I agree that, um, I think we will see some kind of a redemption with rain. Here's the thing that I've been wondering about since pretty much since, since rain appeared, um, this season, will we see rain herself be redeemed turn good sacrifice herself in some way or whatever um or will we see sort of the classic separation of personalities because they're already very separate Hmm. that's a that's a really good question will we see something where sam splits herself 
from rain you know rain gets killed rain dies or does something but sam the good person inside gets to stay with her daughter and you know live her life um live a normal life free of the shackles of of rain and everything that that does to her that's what i'm curious which which of those two ways will it go that's a really really solid question i i think we're going to see the the classic split you know sam and and rain i don't think you're going to see rain because even in that moment where like the mental anguish took over from size attack it wasn't rain being like who is that girl and what was this and like am i feeling okay and blah 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 it was just sam right you know so it's right. i think it's more of a jekyll hyde kind of thing ah uh, yes um than a than a say a live wire kind of thing with like a redemption of one person with one personality I think you're going to see the delight in Sam outweigh the darkness of rain. That that is, I, I am leaning more in that in that direction. Jekyll Hyde is a good way of putting it. You know, Hulk Banner is another good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if you can separate the Hulk from from Bruce Banner, you know, then you're that that's great. Then he can, you know, Bruce can can be himself and live his life free of the other guy. That's yeah no you're you're exactly right until they camps and the story deems that they have to go back together. Um, yep, tis always the way. We're back at the DEO, Frank. We're 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 back there already, and um, and Sai is put back in custody. But Supergirl's like, let's get her a better room. She cooperated, you know. Maybe she's not so bad after all. I mean, she's bad, but maybe she's not so bad after all. You know, get her a small window. You know, enough to give her hope, but but not enough to let her out. You know, a she, good window. Yeah. She she deserves to be in jail, but let her at least see some trees. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and so Ruby says to says to Alex, she's like, you know, I can sub for Car anytime. You know, like I had a lot of not a lot of fun here, and I think we maybe we'll see more of that, some more substitution out. You know, let their relationship as Auntie Alex and Sam grow. Um. But I think what was really interesting about that scene is when Sam figures out that she's experiencing lost time. She did yes. go on the business trip. She missed a bunch of calls. She never got in the car, never got on the plane. For all Lena knows, she's been kidnapped and she's being held hostage somewhere right. because that's the kind of life they live. That's true. So, and so my my fear from the beginning when I was like, well, what happened to your business trip? Like now I felt kind of justified in that when that, when that happened. I was like, oh, all the missed calls. OK, like there are actually consequences to this for a change. I was surprised that Sam like opened up to Alex about this instead of like freaking out and leaving. She was like, wait, Alex, something's wrong. Like, let me like th- they're friends enough. They're close enough that she felt like she could tell her like, wait, something weird is happening to me. And I don't know what's like she was freaking out. Um, pretty that's openly. A, that's an excellent point because most of the time in shows like this, they'd be like, "I don't know, I gotta, go. I have to go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to go. Why? Don't, no, you've got a secret agent sitting in front of you, um, and your friends. That's an excellent. They, I'm. That's so unusual for television, and it, it's it's almost refreshing. Uh, it, yeah. actually, it's not almost. It is refreshing to see to see that kind of. Um, openness between them and I think I, I'm curious how Lena will react to it because I mean Lena's been super understanding of stuff all the way through this and so you wonder if she's gonna come down and be like well that's fine but you also have to come to work 
or is she going to be she's going to be more of the understanding friend or the uncompromising boss this will be this will be interesting we've seen her play both roles even with Kara right, right. like a few episodes mm-hmm. back she kind of laid down the law with Kara and was like listen I'm your friend but I'm also your boss and you need to like come to work and do your job and like follow orders right exactly though this might this is the first time that she's ever done this and Kara's done it a bunch of times right 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 but but, he, but yeah, this is a big deal. Yeah, missing the car, missing the plane, missing the meeting. Yeah, and especially because, like, Sam is an executive. She's not just like a, a you know a lower level employee like Kara is. She's an executive. She's a high level, you know, valuable employee making like key decisions for the company for for Elcorp. So the standard is higher for her. The bar is higher, and so like missing a major meeting is like a, honestly could be a fireable offense. Yep. I agree. Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing that's got me more nervous than anything else that's happening. And I was like, "What's going to happen to her job?" <laughs> Being uh, a grown up sucks. <laughs> I know. It takes all the fun out of these shows. Jeez. Uh, uh, oh my god. Anyway, so car events to Monel. You know, we talked to you know. I said she was upset that she couldn't reach rain the way that she wanted to the juxtaposition of rain later uh, or live wire and the juxtaposition of rain later in the season blah 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 all this kind of stuff monel knows what he's talking about um monel says yeah i know what it's like to lead people into battle and not and have them not return what's that story let's hear that story that sounds awesome and terrible but let's hear that story um and he gives solid good advice. It's the same stuff that, you know, we said that Supergirl inspiration is key to being Supergirl. And it's like it's, you know, grass is greener on the other side or glass half full. I mean, it's, you know, let's, you know, let's the good things that came out of this is those outweigh the cons. And he's come such a long way. He's such a nug. You want to just give him a hug. I know. Um, he and, and again, what a shift! Like because I, I, it, not just his maturity level, but like last season, like I wanted to punch him, and now I'm like, oh man, right. like you've you you you've become deeper as a person. Not just that you've seen a lot, not just that you've like become a hero. He's like deeper and less of like a bro and more of just like a sympathetic character now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, unless you yourself are a bro, and that's what you found sympathetic. But learn from this, people. Grow up a little. Um, we go to people we don't know, two friends, uh, and this woman named Julia and her friend, and they're just doing their chatting thing in office with a window, ha, 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 all this stuff, and this car swerves out of nowhere, and Julia saves her friend's life, and she's smashed by the car. But then, I think everyone starts coming, she pushes the car off of herself and her eyes glow gray which i thought was pretty cool like a whitish gray which is new and fun color and i hope that she's most likely a world killer and by most likely i mean she's definitely a world killer she's a world killer Mm -hmm. i think i think she will be purity and not pestilence why because she saved her friend's life that seems more like a purity thing than a pestilence thing mm, good point i'll take that sure right process of yeah. elimination that's good reading into it the only reason i'd say pestilence is because they talked about that one for, it's always pestilence and purity and so we mm. saw her mm. first and you maybe she would be pestilence but 
We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens next week, Frank. We'll see, we'll we'll take that out. Um, what I want to know is like, what does pestilence look like in this universe? Pestilence is like a plague. It's so a like a bunch of locusts. Right. <laughs> just, a, just a bunch cool. of. It's just two regular looking humans and locusts. <laughs> That's the third world killer. Cool. <laughs> Yeah. All right, nice. Uh, yeah, locusts that just say human form, <laughs> right, like, so anyway. like form into like a big blob of a human. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You nailed it. Um, so that's the episode, Frank. And I really enjoyed this one. I enjoyed this one relatively more. I more than last week, and actually a little bit more than a lot. This episode, it wasn't a, a hmm. heavy episode. It was, but it was, but I liked this kind of like team up girl power. Guys aren't allowed on the on Fort Ross kind of, you know, yeah, kind of thing. I liked Brainy freaking out. I liked the Sam and Alex stuff. It was all good. It was strong across the board. By Sam and Alex, I mean that, but I also mean Ruby and Alex. I can't keep my name straight. Frank. I, I love the Ru- Ruby and Alex. Like Alex going to the the bully's house was like my favorite moment in the whole episode. I loved the the girl power team up and the excuse. That they not this year. The reason they came up with why no men could uh, be involved, so that you automatically couldn't have Jean, you couldn't have Monel um, fighting there. I, I loved that, um, and I loved seeing them do that. I I, I had a, a pacing issue with the episode. It felt very slow at, po- at some parts. Um, it felt like we. I mean, it was more than half the episode before we met um, Roz. Uh, what's her first name again? I keep forgetting it. Uh, Jinda. Jinda Roz. I, I, it was more than half the episode before we encountered her face to face. And uh, it kind of took too long to get up and running for me. So the pacing was a little up and down. Uh, but there were some moments that like that, that Alex and Ruby stuff is some of my favorite stuff from the whole season. So it wasn't necessarily my favorite. I think I enjoyed last week's better. Uh, but uh, still a very good episode. Um, just not like top five or anything for me. Sure, sure. I wouldn't say top five, but it was a solid, very enjoyable episode. Yeah. Um, Frank, that's that's all we have for today's episode. Um, so let's do the the rollout stuff, and then we can talk about the trailer. All right, we'll wrap it up before we get talking about next week's episode, guys. We only have two more. Two more episodes before we go back on hiatus for nine more weeks. So please stick with us. Uh, check us out at SupergirlTVTalk.com. Find us on Apple Podcasts as Supergirl TV Talk. Of course, you can also find us on places like Google Play and Stitcher and uh, Overcast and all places where you can find. Anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find this show. In fact, we don't talk about this a whole lot, but if you go and talk to your Amazon Echo and say, play Supergirl TV Talk from TuneIn... You can listen to us on your Echo, um, just by just by asking. Uh, so so, uh, just know you can find us anywhere. You can find podcasts, of course. Uh, SupergirlTVTalk at gmail dot com is how you can get in touch with us. Uh, get your thoughts read on the air at TV Supergirl. You can interact with us. 24 uh, 7 during the east coast airings of the show we live tweet it i do live periscope broadcasts during the commercials that are a whole lot of fun a lot of people join in and and chat with us during those. 
So I encourage you to check those out. Uh, and of course, leave us ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, um, because those are a great way that people um, find us and, and discover us. And the more ratings and reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us, um, the higher we rank. And it keeps us the number one Supergirl podcast on Apple Podcasts. So if you uh, if you haven't if you don't have the opportunity to to um, donate on patreon.com slash thought bubble audio, then is leaving us an iTunes review or telling a friend or sending a friendly tweet. Those are all great ways to support us instead. Very nice, Frank. Very nice. Always a good job. Okay, so the trailer, Frank, and some spoiler, yeah. some spoilery stuff. Um, we get a Jean Jean monologue, and he's like, "The world's crazy right now, and it needs Guardian." No, he didn't say that, but we do see Guardian. <laughs> we um, do. We see Guardian, we see Rain with her eyes lit up, and we see Lena foaming at the mouth, which I think is the most interesting bit uh, of the of the episode. Um, something tells me Morgan Edge is coming by uh, back, if that's the case. Um, and it overall looks to be looks to be pretty good. But Frank, that's not really the thing I want to talk about here in trailer oh. talk. Oh. I want to talk about the CW's sizzle reel. Of a bunch of different CW shows uh, in yes. which they showed us Monel in an extremely traditional Monel costume. Yes. I'm talking based off of the Superman costume that Tyler Hochin wore, except that it's red with a blue cape and he doesn't have the S crest, but everything else is pretty much the same. And he looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, it looked really, really good. Um, really exciting. Like that is some serious. Like that that caused some serious geeking out for me, um, because yeah, that was straight out of right off the comic book pages. Uh, he looks awesome in that thing. Um, the Monel traditionally can fly on his own in the comic books, but uh, he cannot here. But because he's got the Legion ring, we're gonna see some Monel flight inside that suit. You know that, like you know, yep. it's coming. That cape's going to get some good use, and you know it's funny because Monel's not really ever a character that I'm like Monel. Let's go! I love Monel from the comics, but we both started reading comics seriously at a time when Monel was really prevalent. And That's right. Basically, wearing what is on that screen or will be on that screen, apart from the mm-hmm. commercial. So I am pumped to see that. Yep. Yep, exactly. Took the words out of my mouth. Yes, that that was during a very formative time for me in my comic reading um, uh, career, I guess, comic reading time. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, it, it definitely, definitely, like, that means a lot for me to see that. And that's, honestly, that's why Supergirl has meant so much to me, because Supergirl, the character, you know, we talked to Sterling Gates a couple times now, and we told him on the show, like, that his run, which was during this same time period we're talking about, was something we both really enjoyed at the time. So all this stuff is sort of coming together and all these things that I've loved for many years are now coming to life um, on the screen every week and I get to watch it and then talk about it with you. So Mm -hmm. it's a whole lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. What a glorious time. Well, Frank, this whole episode has been fun, but I think it's about time that we call it quits. What do you think? Uh, sad to say, I think you're right. So So this is the very last episode of Supergirl TV talk until next week. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what was that misleading, Frank? A little bit. That's that was my that was my nemesis coming out. Sorry, oh, okay. yeah. got it. Sorry, got it. callback from an hour ago. Okay, hey. Hey. all right. So, well then, I say until next time. Up, up, and away. <laughs>